0: Can you see it? Did you know
2: was over. Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who
3: tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot. He scores! Moments notice. notice, notice. Adams Lee
1: You're listening to Canucks Conversation.
2: Quinn Hughes, the reporter here. Like, I don't I don't <laughs> cover the Canucks.
1: Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash.
2: Just wave the guy and get Demco involved. i wanted them in and down. Wow. Really? We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What out? Pearl Steels cutting in shoots, <laughs>
1: Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let me know. Don't waste all the
3: good stuff on the off-air, let
1: Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season at ZephyrEpic.com. That'll get you $5 off your order, and they have free shipping anywhere in Canada on orders over $50. We're also delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code Convo DD capital C, capital Ds. Convo DD, all one word for 25% off your order and free delivery. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place. And in an Abbotsford hotel room, Harmon Dial. Harmon, how's it going today?
0: It's going awesome. It's always uh, a great day slash evening with uh, with you boys.
1: Yeah, so we recorded yesterday. People have probably listened to that. Day one of training camp. Day two has concluded. We left the rink, came to our hotel, and... uh, Got a little little fun fun night planned. Uh, we're we're got to get this work out of the way, but uh, it's going to be a fun night for the boys. Chris, how are you feeling?
2: Well, I feel like I just got jacked up. I, I lost my co- my hosting gig within a second. I thought we said I was hosting because I'm not I, there tomorrow. Literally, I said I was hosting, but you got freaking cowboy over here in his boots and he takes over the Alberta, show right off the bat. Alberta jeans. I think Faber was right. Oh, uh, my bad. Whatever. I was very, very right. You there. can take over from this point on. You're the host. Pod's with the boots with a three inch lift in them, so he can be taller <laughs> than Jack Rathbone <Rathaway laughs> standing beside him. Nice try. Yeah. Fun He's second still day taller camp. than me. I, uh, I met Jack today. It yeah, fun. it was good. I got, uh, I'll, I'll tell it a little bit later, but I uh, talked to Vasily Pod Colson a little one on one. in later. English. I'll talk to it later. A little English conversation with Pod Colson away from the media uh introduced myself he's gotta know harm he's gotta know who i am right like i think i've tagged him way too many times or at least put out way too many videos oh
0: these guys are on social media all the time yeah and like there's no way
1: he hasn't seen it yeah
2: well I did. Uh, he knows who chris faber is
1: <laughs> everybody knows who chris <laughs> well, faber we, mentioned, is.
2: we mentioned you when you said you talked to a player for the first time and then you were kind of like hey i'm Harmon dial nice to meet you and they're like oh i read your stuff and you're it's a weird thing to think that, but we were kind of talking about it like off air a little bit. Like, I wonder who the guy in the Canucks locker room is who is out there, you know, creeping on Twitter, reading all the articles. I wonder who the guy is. You guys look at each other. You don't want to throw a name out there. I don't That's want to fair. start guessing names. That's fair. We're not going to start guessing names. Uh, yeah. Do we want to wrap up anything from day one before we start game to get into day two? Because we had day two scrimmage. Uh, day one was a little crazy for myself, if I'm being 100% honest. That video went nuts. And uh, I'll tell you what. Twitter was a pretty harsh place. I, there was a lot of messages. And Quads, I showed you some of them. Messages, replies. It was a harsh place, man. It kind of sucked. It sucked for a whole day there. Twitter was a little bit of a letdown. But uh, I guess that's what you get for posting a, a video that makes OEL look bad. So that was that was unfortunate.
1: Yeah, too bad. people crossed a couple lines with you. And it pissed me off a lot. Yeah,
2: there was there was some real bad DMs in there. That was unfortunate. I was all telling I'm you. I'm trying to do, and this is all I try and do at training camp, I get that... Taken out of context, that video looks horrible, but man, I'm just trying to get a lot of videos out from training camp and let people like get the feeling of being there. That's what I've always done at these training camps. And it's too bad because like (laughs) I I posted a video seven minutes before that one of OEL looking completely fine. And I just, it was, you know, the first group is back out there for group A looking completely fine at escape. But obviously the one that blows up is him trailing so hard. So I don't really, I just want to move on from it. It was a, honestly, it was a crappy day on social media. I had a crappy morning too until, until we got to day two uh, of the, of the Canucks training camp. And we got into the scrimmage, a lot of stuff to get into. Like, I don't know if you even took anything away from the drills at the start harm. The only thing I could maybe mention was, and let's get into this actually, because I do want to talk about this. We were talking about Pod Colson's shot, you and I a little bit before uh, before we got recording here. And you, you were saying something interesting. Like I think what you were kind of talking about was it's not it's not Pod Colson's shot that's the problem. It's more about him like not using it the right way, is what you were kinda of saying earlier.
0: Yeah, I think I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's podcast. Just hmm. the, again, the kind of the notion of A, he kind of needs to be encouraged to use it more. And again, it, it just goes back to this like my my prevailing kind of the biggest question i have about pod colson and i've mentioned this before is like i just put myself in his shoes the way he's been brought up and de- developed in the khl he's been taught if you try anything and it doesn't work out you're a staple to the bench yeah. so coming to the nhl now it's very hard to unlearn um these things it's it's not like you move from one coach to another and you instantly forget what your previous coaches were telling you. It's hard to get rid of those old habits. So, one thing that I've kind of wondered about is again, the difference between wanting to, when you arrive in the NHL, just wanting to fit in and, and not look out of place versus coming into a team and each time you're out on a shift you genuinely genuinely want to make something happen. And obviously there are pros and cons to it, right? Where again, like I brought up the Hoglander example. Hoglander came into camp and came into the regular season and immediately, every shift, he wanted to make something happen. And you know, for other players, um, you know, they can do the same thing, but it but it puts them in trouble because they're turning the puck over a lot. And I just think Pod colson um is is going to be Maybe in a, in a spot where some of that previous conditioning um, still has him a little bit hesitant um, to use a shot to just be dynamic and, and express some of the offensive creativity that he does have at his disposal. So I've kind of wondered about whether his progression might be uh, a little bit uh, slower in terms of the offensive side, because, again, in terms of details and in terms of. Uh, being a responsible two-way player and we've seen it at camp he, he's never he never makes mistakes yeah. so well, that's the
2: big thing you mentioned earlier was like have we seen pod Colson make a mistake
0: yeah i don't think i've seen him make a single mistake
2: yeah and that's, that's been so impressive about him because it's you come in as a rookie and you're kind of you're more expecting what you're kind of talking about the spectrum of a niels huglander to a silly pod Colson. and you're kind of expecting the rookie to to make a lot of these mistakes to try some things some things and go out and you know screw up and then have the coach get mad at him but it's like I, the only thing I've seen Vasily Colson do wrong was there was one drill where there was two forecheckers supposed to go in and Colson goes in and then Green's kind of like hooking him back to to bring him back to center ice and like smacks him on the helmet. He's like, just two forecheckers. That's like the only thing I've seen Vasily Colson do wrong. The only other thing I want to bring up that wasn't a great sign because I think a lot we've praised Colson throughout this training camp because he has looked that good. I noticed him getting knocked over quite a bit. One time yeah. by Tucker Pullman in the scrimmage. One time by Jet Wu in the scrimmage. That's the thing that I don't expect to see a lot from Pod Colson because I think he's strong on his feet, but maybe there is a difference between the KHL defenders that he's going against and the guys that he's going to see here in North America. Even one of them being Jet Wu, who's the guy who's going to play in the AHL, you know, he got it when he got the body on Pod Colson, he planted him in the ground. There was another one in the corner where Pullman kind of just used his body and put put him on the ground, like simple as that. So I I'm going to be interested to see because everybody's hyping Colson up. It's like, look at the deep voice on this kid. Look at what he's doing. He's a massive kid. He's got bear paws for hands. Like, everything's hyped about Vasily Colson. but that was just one thing that kind of stuck on the scrimmage to me that wasn't, you know, kind of building on the hype that he's done for these two days so far.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I don't want to read too much into him getting dumped in those, in the scrimmage, and it wasn't even in the scrimmage that he got hit. Like, it was like a drill. It was like a battle drill that he got hit in. Um, I, I again I don't really like you said, I don't think that's something we're going to have to see often from Pod Colton in NHL games. Like I don't know. I think he I don't want to see he was trying to do too much in the drills that he was doing, but you know, he, he was trying to blow past guys and the guys know where he's going and mm-hmm. I don't know. It it just kinda of seemed like when you're in a game guys aren't going to know exactly which way you're trying to go.
2: You know and, what I mean? And what he said today, like when he was doing his media with everybody, was that, you know, he's excited for the games. You know, like he's enjoyed the first two days of practice here at training camp. He's enjoyed a lot working with JT Miller. And Harm, we've seen this. JT Miller seems to be on his side at every drill, showing him what to do, pointing him in the right direction. JT Miller has been that guy to help him. Everybody's worried about who's the Russian that's going to help the silly pod Colson you know, transition to the NHL. But from what we've heard from Vasily is that he understands everything. Like He's understanding all the English questions that we're asking him. He's understanding the coaches. He's having no problem. Even today in the media, he mentioned that he's understanding all the jokes. Unless the guys start talking really, really fast and like ramping up on the jokes, he doesn't really understand the jokes when they get too crazy. But he did mention that he understands most of the jokes. I I think that the interesting thing was to see JT Miller kind of take that leadership role through the last two days because it hasn't just been one day. Both days, he's been stapled beside JT Miller, and JT Miller looks like he's been helping him a lot. Yeah,
0: you mentioned uh, his ability to understand English. I I wonder if he's listening to the podcast. Listen to Chris (laughs) Faber. No, but uh, with with Miller, yeah, it's nice to see. And those two, obviously, taking line rushes together, um, potentially could play together if Miller indeed does line up at center. Mm -hmm. And to see them kind of joint at the hip and Miller going out of his way to... Uh, mentor him, and I, I think it shows some of the maturity uh, of miller and, and it kind of goes back to uh, I remember the the whole narrative of Miller being there for Vertanen and right. that um that whole that whole story and I think Miller's kind of embraced this idea of when when he can see a prospect maybe in a similar kind of situation. Uh, as as him, you know, a top pick, someone who has strong physical tools, maybe it's just an opportunity to help the guy out a little bit. And, and in this case, it's really simple. It's just guiding him through drills, helping him uh, successfully get through his fir- first few NHL practices in English. And it's been really good to see. I
2: think uh, that's a sign of, uh, of good leadership right there. What about the final piece of that line in Garland? What have you seen from him so far? Because I, I know that we've had some, some off-air discussions about it where, you know we've talked about a lot of the articles, I think all of us are putting out the same ones who stuck out for us at camp. you know we're kind of breaking down the players that we think have stuck out to me. Connor Garland hasn't really stuck out aside I guess he hasn't really the way that he's kind of finishing and the way that he's the way that he's kind of just scoring goals, setting up things even in drills, just firing off shots, making passes. that part hasn't been the impressive part to me to me, the part that I've liked about Garland is like. The way that he kind of attacks and uses his body and, you know, shields the puck away from defenders through drills and in the scrimmage, that's the part that I like. Because that's something that I haven't really seen before. And I kind of understand why people hate this guy. Because every time he gets in on you past the blue line, he's shoving his ass into you. And, like, he's getting as much space as possible for him to keep the puck away from defenders. That's the part that I've liked about him. But I guess... The execution throughout him in drills, scrimmages, everything hasn't really clicked just yet. And I think he's in a great spot playing with JT Miller and Vasily Colson. You couldn't, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better spot unless you're Nick Batan playing between Hugliner and Vester right now. Mm-hmm. But that that spot for Garland to be on the wing with JT Miller and Vasily Colson, I've seen things that I liked, but there's certain things that haven't fully clicked yet. And that's probably an exciting thing with Connor Garland, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. He's...
0: Uh... We've seen the edge work. We've seen the elusiveness, the plays that he's able to to make coming um, from low to high. And you can see some of the individual skills that he has at his disposal and some of the traits that make him a special hockey player. But yeah, he's been very quiet through camp and that's fine. We're two days into it. and And I mean, a lot of people talk about preseason games having no meaning. Well, we're still talking about training camp. We haven't even gotten to preseason. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about... Garland yet give him give him a few more days. We'll see how he looks in preseason, and he uh, he too is obviously coming to a new team, new environment, and I'm I'm excited to see how he how he molds once we obviously have Pedersen return, and you kind of see the exact shape of the top nine come to fruition, especially in a game-like situation. So um, I'm kind of looking ahead to Garland and and more curious on what's to come rather than more reflecting what's happened to this point.
2: Because the potential for execution is there. It's just not quite happening. I don't think through camp yet, we haven't really seen it. Guys like Jonah Gajovic, Zach McEwen, they're executing, but the potential isn't as high as what we're seeing with Garland. I think the the skills that Garland is showing are impressive. We're just not quite getting them in the back of the net just yet. But quads, I got to ask you this question because looking at the players that are kind of fitting in the top nine right now we sort of have the the huglander Patan Besser line we have the Horvat huglander uh sorry Horvat Pearson and McEwen line then we have the JT Miller garland pod Colson line out of that group of nine players who is preseason the most important for do you think probably the garland Miller and Pod Colson line single player though who is your single player out of there that it's most important for to see him in preseason to see them in preseason
1: I would say Pod Colson and Garland is a close second because like Harman alluded to Garland hasn't shown too much like he hasn't been bad but you know like the elusiveness is there like Harman said like we've seen that in the drills and in the in the scrimmage today we saw that but you want to see more right like they're paying this guy 5 million dollars for 5 years like they want to see more from him And I think in the preseason, that'll be a really good opportunity to see that. That's why if I had to pick a line that it's most important for, like, Mm. say these lines go into this preseason, it's definitely the Miller, Colson and Garland, because Colson and Garland need to show, like, they need to show they belong, right? And then Miller as well is probably gearing up to play center. Like, we don't know if Elias Pettersson is going to sign. And, you know, I brought this up on the show with you two gents yesterday was... Travis Green's probably preparing for a life without Elias Patterson at least to start the preseason for sure, but also potentially to start the season. So that's why Miller's playing Center. and in his availability yesterday after we recorded, Travis kind of alluded to that. like he was like, we have no centers and somebody's got to play center. And Nick
2: Patan's a perfect example that play exactly. between Huglander and Berate. Right
1: yeah, so if your season starts and you don't have Pedersen, you think Nick Patan's playing Center?
2: I sure hope not. Yeah, I mean that, that's exactly. I mean Patan I, there has been some flashes, right? But to me, there's been flashes because he's playing with Hugliner yes. and Besser. Yeah. Heck, I would have some flashes if I was playing with those two, right? Like, you know, it's been it's been kind of a strange spot for Patan because like he hasn't looked out of place that much, mm-hmm. but he hasn't really been at the same level like I've seen from Hugliner. I've liked a lot of Brock Besser, just a little the hands that Besser is kind of showing right now. Like we always have talked about Besser being, you know, a player who's really upgraded the weaker points in his games. I think the hands is the one that, you know, people talk about the defense and yes, he's improved his defense, but I've liked a lot of, you know, the moves that maybe the confidence that developed in Besser is letting him accomplish now. Like he's able to, to make moves to get around a guy to get a shot off, which we all want to see because we want to see that shot as much as possible. Um, Harm for you kind of same question. Would you, where would you go from that top nine players? Which one player is the preseason most important to you right now? I, I think definitely Pod Colson because I think
0: the coaching staff is going to be very cognizant of trying to walk that tightrope of putting Pod Colson, giving him enough opportunity, but also being able to... Um, I don't want to say shelter or protect, but not throwing him to the wolves. Mm. And I think assessing where exactly he's at against NHL competition is going to be a crucial piece in establishing a foundation for what you
2: think pod Colson could be by opening night. And so I think max him out like in a preseason game, like see if he can get to 21 minutes, like kill penalties, get out there, be on a second line. Do you think they get to that in preseason? I don't think so. I'd, I think Travis
0: Green, um, I'd expect him to roll in, and we'll see based off of how they kind of with the back-to-back starting Sunday and Monday, how they uh, divide the two uh, squads. Obviously I think Pod Colson's going to be in Abbotsford for the Monday game. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to preseason is never really, I think the, t- the type of environment where you where green would really overplay guys. I think he'd, Get pretty standard middle six minutes is is what I'd kind of
2: expect, and quads, I'll throw this one to you because I want to get this thought on pod Colson and maybe he figures into this for you, but we haven't seen any special teams work yet in the first two days of training camp. They have a game on Sunday after these three days of camp, a game on Monday there's gonna be power plays. there's gonna be penalty kills. is Pod Colson fitting in on either of those in preseason? Is there one that he fits on more than the other in preseason? uh you know what i I would
1: Really be open to the idea of them giving him a look on the penalty kill because, again, like we've talked about all the penalty killers they have and how they're going to need guys to step up and they want to move away from using Bo Horvat and JT Miller in the penalty killing rules. Like, that's something Travis has made pretty clear to us. So, I'd like to see maybe Pod Colson gets a shot there. And, you know, like on the topic of special teams, when you're going into preseason, especially after the year they had last year, like we know that Travis and the staff want to. Structure their teams in a way in in preseason that gives them a good good runway to warm up for the season. And like we're gonna see the lineup for at least two or three preseason games. I think like we're going to see the actual lineup that they use. If you don't have Elias Patterson, how do you get your power play proper reps? Like who's replacing Patterson on that power play? And not to mention Quinn Hughes. Like obviously Jack Rathbone can probably just slot in, and that's probably what we'll see on the first unit. But no. <laughs> not not over OEL.
2: Oh, I guess that's a good point. But, you I mean, OEL's, I, that's the one thing I did like about OEL was today. I really, well, actually, you know, we'll get to this later because I want to I well, close sorry, out this.
1: I, I got I to finish this because the reason I th- say Rathbone over OEL on the first unit, at least, is because I think OEL's actually going to be on the second unit. Like, I i think he's actually going to be. I don't think they
2: there. play enough players in a preseason game to like have so a get legit the second one unit. Like, yeah. two. Yeah. Like, I think they might have enough to put yeah, together a, a legit point. number one. I don't think they're going to have enough players to, like, a legit second yeah. power play unit.
1: Oh, I'll be interested to see it because, yeah, like, it's just, it leaves such a huge void in those preseason games without Pedersen and Hughes. So, it, you know what? Like, it sucks that this is the main storyline during camp.
2: Like, obviously, you levy It's been pushed into the back of a lot of people's minds because yeah. there's actually stuff on the ice, which has been so great. But, yeah, you know, in the back of your minds at all times... It's like you know, Patan's just holding a spot for Pedersen, yep. and it's I think adding to the Quinn Hughes absence and kind of like putting it more deeper into our minds is that his partner's not here. Not either. to mention Hamannik, yeah, Travis Hamannik. So the fact that he's not here is kind of easing up with Quinn Hughes because otherwise we'd be like, look at Rathbone playing with Hamannik. You know, this is a big yeah. deal for him, but because Hamannik's not here either with whatever's going on, I think that's I think that just seems to be an evolving situation. I don't think like because Jim Benning told us the day before on wednesday that he was going to be there on thursday i think things are changing a lot i think sat's kind of been reporting that quite a bit who seems to be pretty in on the situation yeah. but it doesn't sound like everyone will be vaccinated by opening night that's that was, what jim said that was what he said so we're, we don't know what's exactly going on yep. with hammock but hey before we move on i think we'll move on from pod colson but i will say my little uh, run in with Vasily pod colson and his wife
0: Actually, one thing before you talk about Pod Colson, and yes. uh, two things I wanted to bring up. We we talked uh, a bit about Garland. To be honest, one thing that I think we should establish is crucial context is a lot of the other guys, whether it's been Miller, whether it's been Horvat, whether it's been Pearson, none of, the, none of those guys have really... Stood out either, yeah, so I think the- that's important context. Like Besser and, Ho- and Hoglander have looked good, but Garland is in a group of these other high-end players in terms of Horvat and Miller and uh, Miller. So I'm that's why I'm not reading too much into it. And well, uh, I
2: really appreciate that because I have struggled with context over the past two days. Apparently, I'm <laughs> serious, so I Caleb appreciate you, man. called you. Up, man. The, called added, you uh, up. the added context there but your other point. Sorry, Harm. Uh, I probably I, I legit just forgot my other point. <laughs> okay, nice let's well, go in favor. Well, hey, I'll get into the Pod Colson thing here. So I'm sitting over. I'm making coffee, uh, and I believe her name is Sasha. Sasha is the translator alexandra alexandra sorry the wife. sorry pod colson's wife name is sasha so alexandra comes over introduces herself obviously i forgot her name already my apologies i'm so bad with <laughs> names uh but anyways she introduced herself we start chatting a little bit about you know i asked her what it's like to work with with klimovich and and pod colson and by the way spoke to klimovich today asked him what nickname he liked, because i was like your agent said to call you danny and he's like no he's like you can call me klim I was like, love it. Okay. And he said it in English. He said, call me Clem. So that was good. He was kind of coming up with that, but I was talking to the uh, interpreter translator. I'm not sure exactly what they're going with uh, for the name. And she was saying like, you know, she's doing a lot more than just translating for them. Like she is setting up the family. She's working on getting credit cards over here, setting up bank accounts. She was telling me like, this is kind of a full-time job for, her. she doesn't just show up for, for when we want to talk to them. She's around these two young players. And some of the things she was saying was like, you know, they're kids like they're absolutely kids like Pod Colson is a 20 year old married well, to Colson's younger than me. Yeah, he's a 20 year old that's already married, moved here with his wife. These are kids, man, that came over here and and Pod Colson, like I loved it in his media today. Just kind of like you could tell, like when he got the media laughing, he loved it. Like, he yeah. absolutely loved he's it. He's got a big personality. But anyways, I'm over there talking to Translay. We're making coffee together. We're having a good chat just kind of about, you know, what it's been like for her. Then Pod Colson comes walking over and i just told her that i was like hey like like yeah i've spent a lot of time watching pod and i've been waking up at 3 4 a.m. to uh to watch a lot of his games and then he comes over and he says something about aquilini uh so i introduced myself I'm like hey vasily my name's chris Faber. like I, he has to know like fr- from the amount of videos i'm putting out <laughs> he has to know like what i was saying so then I, I introduced myself. I'm like, I woke up, uh yeah, I was like, Oh man, it's it's nice to have you over here so that you're you're starting at nine a.m. Your KHL games, they start here at three a.m. and I've been watching a lot of them over the past two years. He's like, you and then I was like, Yeah, I've been waking up at three a.m. He's like, Whoa man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing that Pod Colson has ever said to me in person. Uh which oh, which was man. kind of funny. And then him and his wife, they started chatting with uh with the translator in English. Alexandra the, Alexander in in their in Russian. And I just the only thing that kept popping up was Pod Colzin saying Francesco multiple times. So I don't funny. know what's what Francesco was doing with the Pod Kulzins that day, but I think they might have been might have been going out and Pod Colson told us his favorite place, Blue Water Cafe. Surprise, surprise that Blue Water yes, Cafe is the spot. And it. that he that he doesn't miss his his mom's cooking because his wife is such a good cook, he told us. Nice. So Pod Colzin. Good for him, Good man. choice on the wife, I guess. If They've she like, yeah. and, you know wife her up, absolutely. All right, one thing I wanted to get into before we let you go Harm, you got to you got to get showered up because you got some shots to do tonight, Harm. We'll we'll get into that maybe a little bit before we wrap up with you, but you got some shots to do. You got to get to the shower. Well, get
1: into it now. What else do we have to talk about with Harm? Well, I
2: want. there's one thing I want to get Harm's okay. uh point on here and then then we'll talk about Harm doing shots. Uh but <laughs> uh quickly, the Pullman OEL pairing I liked a lot of the rotations today in the scrimmage. I think Pullman did a good job of creating space for Oliver Ekman Larson to be the shooter. I think that's something that Pullman's going to have to do. OEL is clearly the shooter on that pairing. And just like overall, that pairing to me has been the most consistently used one. Like it's been out there the most. We haven't seen it swapped around at all through two days. They played with each other throughout the whole scrimmage. And I haven't hated that pairing at all. So harm before you before you go, just some thoughts on the Pullman OEL pairing that we've seen throughout the first two days of camp.
0: Yeah, they've been fine. It's um I I I think they've, you know, each player has had uh spurts where they've uh they've looked effective and I think immediately you can tell with someone like Pullman Even though I'm personally not uh, the biggest believer in him as a bona fide top four defenseman, you still see the skating and the size. And you're at least hopeful that with some of those physical attributes that uh, he can leverage them in in a positive way. It's it's just tough in this kind of camp environment and even in preseason. Like this is going to be a talking point in preseason for better or worse. And just with OEL and, and Pullman as well. It's gonna be. It's going to be practically impossible to really get a gauge on them um, until we see them in regular season games because they're going to be thrown to the wolves in matchup minutes. They're going to be going up defending uh, the the Connor McDavid line. They're going to be defending Vegas's top line with Stevenson and Patchett and Stone, and that's much different than defending against um, whoever's on Team Blue. Keppen and Ethan- Chase
2: Waters coming. Yeah, in, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's tough but yeah they've been they've been fine i mean i i I don't really have uh, it's much like a lot of the other vets on the team there's not really enough there for me to kind of have much of an opinion one way or another
2: i just think that they're i guess the way that i've seen them sort of rotate and kind of switch places when when the forwards come crossing into them on two on two drills i've i've seen just like a fluid it, it seems to know like the thing about Pullman that I've liked so far is I think Pullman knows what he is. Like Pullman's not going to be the guy even moving the puck out of a lot of the zone. I think he knows what he is, and that's the part that I guess I can get behind. And it's you know it's still a big contract for those two guys. I mean those two guys together are making just shy of ten million dollars. That's a lot to ask for for you know that's a big price tag for what you're going to see out of that pairing, but. I mean, so far, they've been the pairing that I've liked to watch the most in camp together. I think I'll, I'll, I'll say it that way. And I think I'm pretty yeah. confident saying that because obviously there hasn't really been enough. Aside from maybe like, you know, touches of Jack Rathbone and Luke Shen, I've seen a little bit of them together at times and I've liked a little bit of that. But honestly, the best pairing I've seen at camp is the Puma and OEL pairing. I don't know, Quads, if you have anything to add to the. To what you've seen of OEL and Pullman.
1: I've actually been impressed by OEL in particular. Pullman's been fine. He's not really going to play a flashy game. You're not going to come out and say, wow, Tucker Pullman looked great today. OEL, on the other hand, like, yeah, the bag skate thing I know is a big talking point. But honestly, I, I told you yesterday, I thought that was like a complete non-story. So it was so funny that well, everybody you ran you and me, When it.
2: Harmon leaves, you and I have something to get into with the bag skate. Because I yes. know you have strong opinions on something else. Yes, I and do. it's not OEL.
1: No. Uh, we'll get into that after. But uh, as for OEL, I thought he looked great, actually. Like, I thought he was snapping passes really nicely. I thought he was skating well. He looked pretty mobile. I I was impressed with him today. I, I really was. Like, I thought he had really good um, offensive IQ. Like, I, I couldn't find any knock in his game today. Um, excited to see him in preseason because I think that's where you get your best gauges
2: in these games. The, the part that I liked, I guess we've talked about the IQ, was how how easily OEL can find a shooting lane. Like, I found that he was getting, I don't know, yes. maybe it's just... No, you're right. Maybe it's just scrimmage and guys don't want to block shots and to a certain degree or kind of rotate his type, but, like, I noticed multiple times there's one he rang off the crossbar, one where him and Pullman did a nice rotation and just, you know, the C opened up for, for OEL to get a shot off, which just, you know, gave the goalie a good shot. I believe it was Halak at the time to make the save, so i just i found that there were things that oel was doing in the offensive zone that you know like like i said it was the best pairing i've seen yep um harm we'll wrap up here we know you got to go shower get ready for tonight but you 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 weren't really on board at the start with the whole if people become a patreon supporter you're gonna do a shot but huh. i think you've embraced it a little bit are you on board fully yet or are you kind of half on board right now because we've had some some new patreon supporters come in here well, here's the thing. You guys mentioned it on air yesterday without even telling me. I think you can hear back in the recording, I listened back and you're like, No, whoa. <laughs> or like, you're like, like, <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. When did I agree to this? And I, I had nothing to do with it. Faber just that the first time you heard about it, that was the first time I was hearing about it too.
2: It was my best ideas right off the top. <laughs> yeah, and well here's the thing, once you
0: say it on air and people actually start um People actually start uh, subscribing to the Patreon. I can't. You can't let them down. You can't give them yes, a false true. promise. I'm talking
2: about harm. That's harm is a Company man. Harm is a connoisseur. You should combo, be working for man. CAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We get a deal done. We would make it happen. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna record a Patreon after this. You guys got some squish to get into. Um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We'll do a little Patreon here, a little pre-drink Patreon. But harm. Appreciate you stopping by for the first half again. Just you and me tomorrow, man. Yeah. Just you and me on the pod tomorrow. So we're going No see- goalie talk. Giving quads Oh, thank <laughs> goodness. You know what? We should bring Woodley in and just when he gets in there and puts the microphone be like, thanks a lot, Woodley. Get out of here. <laughs> we should just do wow. we'll do something with Woodley for yeah, sure. Disrespect Woodley like that. I think we'll bring in a guest. Why tomorrow. are
0: skaters superior to goalies? <laughs> yeah, me and Harm,
2: we should just never let him talk. You and he- me, mew and me the whole time, just players, not talking about goaltenders. That would be amazing. I'm Why would goalies
0: never st- deserve big contracts?
2: <laughs> make up for the stupid episode you know where what's you talk funny? about you guys are going in on USA's third string goalie <laughs> 45 minutes into the pod.
1: Woodley would actually love that take. Woodley like stands by the take that goalies shouldn't get big contracts.
2: Like he oh, always yeah, says too. that. He's like, yeah, don't sign a goaltender longer than four or five years. Yeah, well, I'll tell you he needs a big contract harm. Now that he's on the team with the Patreon, he's pumping it. We're doing some shots tonight. Well, will We'll see what happens. We uh, I'm expecting a, a d d d d d d d.
3: <laughs> you got to tweet it.
2: You got to tweet so it. We'll see what happens. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time tonight with a couple other uh, people as well. So it's gonna be a fun night. Harm, we'll let you go here. You got a big day tomorrow. Co hosting with me, maybe even hosting again. We might get you back in the uh, doing the intro. We'll see what happens. But Harm, thanks for stopping by, man. Uh, we'll see you for day three of training camp. Thanks as always, boys. So we'll throw to a quick ad break now, and Quads and I will ride this bus all the way to the end. Folks, summer might be over, but the time to drink Squish is never over. This drink is taking its way into the fall, into the winter, and this is the perfect beverage for everyone. It's not one of those zero-calorie drinks that has no flavor and just tastes like tonic water. These ones have some flavor, folks. Squish Beverage, you can find it all over BC liquor stores, but I'm telling you, you got to do a little bit of digging. You got to go to some private liquor stores. If you find it, tweet at us about it because other listeners want to know where they can find the Squish Lemonade. Comes in a variety of flavors. My favorite, Squish Lemonade Passion Fruit or Squish Lemonade Pineapple. Kind of lean towards pineapple most of the time. So go out and find Squish at your local bc liquor stores or do some of that digging and find the squish lemonades at private liquor stores across british columbia all right folks you know what time it is we are here to talk about our favorite beer sponsor parallel 49 beer one of the go tos quads. you can find this one at most restaurants too a lot of restaurants i've yes. seen it around the trash panda simple one of the longest standing beers from parallel 49 highly recommend going out to try it not just the beers though But the patio quads, the patio at 1950 Triumph Street, tell the folks about some food and the the sweet little drinks on the side that I know you like. So the Muddler's Pink Lemonade is
1: my go-to, but man, the food there, cheeseburgers, chicken, the spicy chicken burger was fantastic, sub the pickles, right? Get the pickles instead of uh, jalapenos, poutine I had fantastic we got some green onion in there and it's nice and melted the worst thing about a bad like what makes a poutine bad is when the cheese is not melted this one it's melted and it's very very good so go down check that out the poutine the burger the spicy chicken sandwich what was that last thing we got
2: the, we got some wings The wings. Well. wings, the Korean barbecue But works. they're also putting a roof over there. They're working on it for the fall, so it's not oh. just going to be the patio. We got rained out the other day trying we to did. go to Parallel 49, but they're putting a roof over it. Uh, the beers are always fresh. So many different beers on tap there. So go out and try some Parallel four nine beer. You can get it at every liquor store you can find and also get on the 1950 Triumph Street to check out the street kitchen. All right, and a massive thank you to all of our
1: sponsors here at the Connects
2: Conversation podcast.
1: Chris just wrapped up with Harmon. What were your thoughts about the bag skate? And I'm going to I'm gonna start with you here because I don't want to just dive into it because people can already guess what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. But uh, your thoughts on the bag skate as a whole.
2: Man, I mean, the <laughs> biggest problem was my video, I guess. And, you know, I understand that it sucks that it went out of context. Uh, the, the video of OEL went out there like crazy of him slacking. And I probably was in the wrong for tweeting a little bit of it that way. But I'm also just, man, like... <laughs> you you've seen the messages that I've get, in getting in getting DMs yeah. it's no i, mean, I told you i feel you. like that's a little bit far the, i told you i'll go I'm after them
1: are, i'll go after them i know
2: i know it's it's not i don't know social media like i've never had this like reaction to things on social media so it's been a crappy couple of days here but uh, i'm just trying like i said earlier i'm just trying to get all the videos out to people and it's too bad that people are only seeing that tweet from the timeline cuz i think the people that have been following me that are watching all the videos maybe understood a little bit more but it got completely taken out of Context. Well, because here's and the thing: problem.
1: is you tweeted about you tweeted about OEL in a very positive manner before and after that, so it was like you made a sandwich. I'll, I'll, you
2: know what? Oel, I thought has been better, way better than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Like all weekend, Oel's been good. I think he's been way better than I expected. Yeah, like, he he does snap the puck when he moves it. He does do a really good job of yes. like getting pucks on net, which I think is such a struggle for so many defensemen. Oel does a good job of getting pucks on yeah. net. He's done it throughout this whole game. Sk- and honestly, even moving around, it's been better than I thought. It yeah. is like people are like, oh, like this is people are replying to that tweet like, oh, it's Alex Edler all over again. Like, man... No, it is if not. If you saw Alex Hedler... If you've watched Alex Hedler for the last three years and you just watched OEL at training camp, OEL moves so much better than Alex Hedler. Yeah. And that's going to be really noticeable right off the bat. And like I said, that's been the best pairing by a mile to me at camp. Oh, Him undoubtedly. And Pullman, like, they're working well together, so I... I don't know, man. I'm trying to put these videos out so people can like feel like they're at training camp or anything. Report, but then when one of them goes like that, it's like that's like the only thing I've posted all weekend. It's like, and then even today, you know, I was like, I made a real conscious effort to not tweet on anything negative because I just didn't want that to happen again. Because like, man, some of the freaking crap that I was getting on Twitter, like, it was just ridiculous like i understand to a certain degree because if someone just saw that tweet but i'm just like this is what i've been trying to do at every training camp is put as many videos as possible because that's what people want i feel like and it like not it's anyways i I just want to move on from that but let's get to the other part yeah as i'm about to bury olia levy to bury someone (laughs) well okay here's the thing let me set it up for you sure olia levy absolutely struggles in the skate that's one part of it, right? I don't even think that's the biggest part of it, if I, no, were, if it I was not. being honest. If he definitely struggled, he was behind everyone, but it wasn't about struggling in the skate. I think it was about how he showed after. Yep. Yep. And I'll let you kind of take it from there, Quads, why you think that was the bigger problem. So, some context. Right, because context matters. Chris. We, we really need context on this show. We that's I'm going to be giving so much context over the next two weeks here.
1: <laughs> oh man, okay, so some context they're doing battle drills. Ollie Levy's up against Facilipod Colson, doesn't look that bad in a couple board battle drills. Woodley threw this out there yesterday when we were talking, and he's like, It looked like Ollie might have emptied the tank before that, but. If you've been listening to this show for more than a week, you'll know that I've always had doubts about Olielovi's game. Always wanted to see more from him. We said going into this training camp, this was his chance. This was, you know, maybe he learned how to pivot over the summer, learned how to skate. That would be fantastic. I was on the
2: hype train on
1: this you show. You were, for a long and I time. and I wasn't. I wasn't even gonna like say anything bad about him until I saw him. Right. Well, now I've seen him, and this is what happened. Olielovi does okay in that battle drill against pod Colson Goes to the bag skate right from the get-go, is last in his group, and then that margin got bigger and bigger until he was so far back that he basically glided to the end of it, collapsed like he had been shot in the corner, and by the way, like, folks, he's a pro athlete. Like, a lot of people will point to this and say, oh, well, I'd like to see you do better, and it's like, okay, first of all, I like I can like stop on skates on a good day. Like like a proper hockey stop and turn around like that on a good day. Like I, I'd be I'd be face first in the boards. But that's why I'm not paid millions of dollars or thousands of dollars. That's why I'm not paid. I'm not paid money. Nobody nobody pays money to watch me skate or to play hockey. Okay? There's a reason for that. Okay? You
2: gotta pay to skate.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I gotta pay to skate. I gotta pay to skate or play hockey. So, folks, like before you come at me with that. Just 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 hear me out here. So Yalevi collapses and this isn't even me just trying to bury him or anything like that. Like that is not a good look. And if if you're just if you think I'm just making that up, JT Miller skates over to him, says I believe what we could hear was, uh, are you tired or are you okay or are you just tired? And then afterward told him to get on well, his as feet. As soon
2: as he said that, he got up to his knees, and then after that he said stay up, get up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and him Maybe and Myers.
2: Get up, stay up. Was, yeah. you know, Miller, there were reporters down at the yes. end there. Miller and Myers were telling him to get on his feet. It was Miller first, and then the second and time Myers, it was Myers, yeah. and Miller came over again.
1: Yeah, because you know, he wasn't Miller getting up.
2: after going. Miller was in the same group, right? Because yes. like, that was the same group. Miller and Myers are both in the same group. The fact that they had the, the wherewithal to get over there, because the reason that we heard from the reporter that was down there was that a camera went over straight over to them, whether I believe it was, um, uh, sorry. What was the, what's the news? out? Bol- the, the, the new station province has been out there. I think the most, mm. it was a province news camera that went right over there to only levy and started getting on the camera there. And it was like, that's when they said like, Hey, listen, this is going to be all over the news. Yeah. And obviously the pictures were out there from, you know, I had a tweeted out a picture. Yeah. Uh, a lot of other fans tweeted out pictures as well, because it wasn't just like, listen, if he was on, one knee and bent over nobody's really struggling nobody's saying anything but all the they're saying is you rolling. finished last in your bag yeah skate. and he looked tired and leaned over but the dude was flat on his back at one point curdled up in the corner like literally face and body into the corner the only reason to be like that as a professional athlete to me was if there's something wrong yes and whether that be an injury or or long term effects of covid i've seen a lot of people saying that's a lot the of people problem. definitively saying a that a lot of people saying that that's definitely i'd it. love to hear their source on that cuz we haven't heard anything about nobody's that nobody's heard anything about that absolutely and if it is damn that's really bad but you know what it's it's a very ole Levy thing would be if, oh, that's if injuries were hurting his career again i mean it's 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 so unfortunate cuz listen i I have been really hoping that Ole Levy was bouncing back. And I really think that today, seeing the message that was sent, to see that he was dropped down off. Because he started with Tyler Myers. Devontae Stevens ends up playing the whole practice with Tyler yep. Myers. And who is Ole Levy playing with? The bottom pairing guy, Victor yeah, rotating Pearson.
1: with Pearson and rotating,
2: Keeper. And not even just rotating. Like, Pearson was one guy and Keeper was the other partner. But it's not like he was just... It's not like just those two were were like rotating with your Levi. was rotating out as well. That was Yalevi was in the bottom of the barrel for defensemen yes. after being with Tyler Myers in a prime spot at day one that looked like he was going to start in an NHL lineup. If it were if the decision would have been made before day one of camp, Yalevi would have been in the NHL lineup. That's what him playing with Tyler Myers told me. Day two, he's nowhere near an no. NHL lineup. And, and a message was sent from the organization with that. Management is cannot be happy about that
1: because look, Francesco Acolini in the building, but there's also a bunch of fans in the building. I don't know if you saw some of those Twitter videos that people were taking of your levy. People were laughing. Like you don't want that for your organization. It's a bad look. Like we get it. You're tired. That sucks. And again, I'm not trying to throw stones out of my glass house here, but man, that is not a good look for a pro athlete in the, the biggest sports team in this city. Abbotsford.
2: <laughs> and first time having fans back. Yes, at a, exactly. at an event. Literally like all of last season, no fans. Yeah. This is the first day and you have that. It's, it's and,
1: horrible. And, and when you have these hype videos of Travis Green being like, training camps is like what it's like to be a Canuck. Like we, we want guys who are, who are you know, have the Canuck mentality. And it's like, is that is that it? Because I don't think it is. And I know Travis Green doesn't think it is. I know Jim Benning doesn't. And if you're the Sedins watching that, hold Man, like, what what are you thinking about that? Because we know what kind of shape those guys are in at every training camp. And it was funny because this morning, uh, my, my tweet of the Ulevi video clearly went into some NHL alumni group chat because within the span of 10 minutes, uh, like, three former players tweeted it out. And Maxime Lapierre, former Vancouver Canuck, tweeted in French. He said, I'd love to see this happen with Tortorella as the coach. And he's got a point.
2: Yeah, he does, and you know what, man, I've I had all the hope in the world for Ole Levy, and I I don't think this has completely derailed his chance of being in the NHL. Eh. But man, <laughs> the fact that Brad Hunt, the fact that Jack Rathbone have just been solid throughout camp, I think Brad Hunt might be the guy yeah. who's almost won the job at this point. I, you know, Rathbone to me, it's like you absolutely take Hunt and Rathbone over Leo Levy. No right question. Now, right now, you absolutely no can. always. Right now you absolutely do. I think you got to I think season. preseason games have to happen before it's yeah. completely written off because And then you'll see even further. Waving a 5th overall pick is still too much of a big deal for for a GM.
1: Whatever. You you need your team to actually have bodies, capable bodies. And right now Ollie O'Levi is not a capable NHL body. Like let's not kid ourselves That's what I'm here. saying. You He's not a, getting claimed. Nobody's going to claim Ollie O'Levi. If someone claims Ollie O'Levi, I'll take 8 shots like of whatever you want. I don't care. Nobody's claiming Ollie Levy. He's going to get waived, he's going to pass, he's going to play in Abbotsford. Nobody is going to claim Ollie Levy. There's going to be a GM listening to this and being like, "I want to see this guy take eight shots."
2: Man, somebody's claiming Ollie Levy.
1: Nobody's claiming Ollie Levy. Are you serious?
2: So if hey, you have
1: to if you claim a player, he has to be on your roster and he has to play. What team do you look at their depth chart? They're their defense pairings and say, Oh, Ali Levy could slip you know what? in right
2: there. I, could t- I can give you one team. If he was right handed, maybe. I get, no, I Who? can give you one team. Who? Absolutely. You think Louis Erickson wants his boy? Get out of here. You're telling me that the Arizona Coyotes wouldn't pick him up off of waivers? No chance. A former fifth overall pick making league minimum? No chance. Absolutely, no chance. Arizona would. No, no I, I got to pull up. Arizona their depth needs chart. to tank. I got to pull up their depth chart. They got Chitrin and then nobody else. I, I refuse to believe that. And by it, the way, see the see the pictures of Louis Erickson today? Yes. Fantastic. Louis, Louis Louis's, Louis's
1: getting his showtime. He <laughs> I'm looks so good. happy for him. Tell he's gonna play.
2: He, tell you what, he looks good in Phoenix, whatever their colors are. I don't even really know. The the Kachina Turquoise. jerseys are
1: beautiful.
2: Yeah. I, I just I can see a team taking a risk on a former fifth overall pick.
1: Dude, okay. They have Shane Goss to spare now and Victor Soderstrom. There's no place for Ollie Levy. No place. Soderstrom, for... he's a right D. Yeah, no, okay. Okay, look at dude, Anton Strawman is their third lefty. You think Oli Alevi is bumping Anton Strollman?
2: No, but he might be playing, you know, seventh seventh defenseman.
1: No, he he's gotta he's gonna play if he gets claimed on waivers. He can't just sit on the sit is that a on rule? the rule? Yeah, he has to play. What? Yeah, he can't just sit. I thought you can just stay on the NHL team. On the NHL roster? Yeah. Alright, this is the fun part of the show where I googled. Oh my rules. goodness,
2: here we go. No, let's just wrap. This doesn't really matter. It does matter, of it course. Doesn't matter it matters. Because levy's, levy's going to get picked up by somebody.
1: No, nobody is going
2: to pick up Oli O'Levi. Please stop with this. Nobody, we we got to make some sort of bet, like beyond the shots. I've been making bets all day. You know me and Harm. We got a good bet. Maybe Harm and I will talk about that tomorrow. We got a decent uh, little bet going on ourselves. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm still just too high on Oli O'Levi. Maybe that's yeah. You my are problem. clearly very quite. Clearly. Like I understand what happened today, or what happened on the first day, and I understand that that really just. Left a real bad set. Sa- how does that not leave a sour taste in? in you mentioned the Sedin's. You think the Sedin's would hate that? If you yeah. show up to camp and that's what you're looking. Listen, you finish back. You think been here's what, I, here's yeah. what I want to say. Look at what the Sedin's probably thought of OEL. Nothing. Just like everyone else. Yes. Yeah. So what OEL was. A little bit, you know, pretty far behind, to be honest. First pretty Travis far Green bag skate. This is only, thing you love. he's like, what, fourth? OEL looked fine in the first two. It looked struggled in the third one. That was yeah. the biggest problem with my damn tweet. So I didn't tweet that as part of it. Yeah. But listen, I had, a, I had a good caption, I thought.
1: It was funny, but you can't be funny anymore.
2: I know, you can't be funny. I've learned that. It's been a, man. Th- I'm not going to mention. People this. are very sensitive about their hockey team. I've been. I was. I was. You know what? Driving, I mean, I'm fully expecting to get some death threats over saying all the Driving still to bad. the rink today. I was in a very sad mood. To being 100 honest. Look what you people did. I, no, and man, I'm never sad. And I was just like, man, I've never had like social media come at me that way. And I know that I was probably in the wrong certain way for saying that tweet. But man, some of the things I think were a little, a little bit too far. De- people definitely crossed the line with you. Yeah. But and man, I, I, I like... know that these people have like three followers, or they have yeah, two yeah, followers. Yeah. But still, like. I don't know. The words kind of hurt, man. I was in like I was in a sad mood driving up into yeah. the rink. Just tweet a, tweet something bad about and That gets everybody on you as well. Well, I've got I got you know I had a really funny joke that I wanted to tweet out in the morning. I just couldn't do it. I showed you the joke. It would have been so good. It I changed was... it. I changed it to, wow, look, to a well look how
1: sad it just got in here. Look what you well, people mood, did. Man. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming the the assholes. No, I,
2: I'm feeling better. I, I felt like I had a good positive day for Canucks Twitter to enjoy training camp. And I'm sorry for screwing up about the tweet. Oh, whatever. You don't need to apologize. Well, I mean, it's just the context part. Like, I yeah, under- you definitely I screwed up a little bit.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like, it did not warrant the reaction that it got. It did not.
2: We've all yeah. screwed up. Everybody said stepped in a moments. If yeah, that's your stepped your step in a step moment. it been 150,000 people watching it because that video was nuts. No. I don't. What What is my stepped in at moment?
1: Can you think of one? Huh? My stepped in it moment. I don't think I've had one yet. I mean, the boots today
2: might have been a stepped in it moment. Those things were. Man, I okay. So you stepped into those. And you stepped I wore in it right Timberlands,
1: after. folks, to training camp, and then Chris and I had to walk across the UFV campus to go to Tim Hortons. We didn't even get to chill there. We like went there for a couple minutes and left. Yeah, Wi Fi. The freaking whole uh, campus no Wi Fi. Yeah, I'm walking around in my Timberlands. My feet are just so sore. I got to go to Mission tomorrow. You didn't
2: bring another pair of shoes. I did for not tomorrow. bring another pair of, of shoes. Those yeah Jeez, i mean those were a bold choice there's there's a picture on my phone that's just of those boots because i thought i was like this is i didn't know i didn't know you owned those
1: they're great they're i love them timberlands they're beautiful beautiful shoes make me look taller
2: oh they do and i noticed today you're standing on a lot of uh top of inclines ledges yeah yeah you were know, standing on strategic things to... man yeah
1: i was sat tight for a day mm. that was fun
2: Yeah, Riccio walked up and I think he walked away. He's like, geez, I thought that quads kid was short. And Riccio (laughs) walked up and he was right out of there. He was, Riccio was getting ready for Chara Picture (laughs) (laughs) 2.0. He saw you and those Tims. Oh, man. I I saw your Tinder profile get updated to (laughs) 5'11. That's that's what those Tims have been doing. Oh, man. Hey, all right. We're going to get into it. Harm's off showering. He's going to come back. (laughs) Uh, We're going to rock the Patreon. If, uh, If, I mean, if people like quickly listen to this, maybe you can get it and we'll be. We'll be at. Uh, we'll be doing some shots around ten. We're gonna get out to a spot, do a couple shots around ten. If you're a Patreon subscriber by ten, we got five people so far. Signed up to the Patreon. and you and well, you said you'll take some too. I'll take I'll take some as well. Yeah. Cause we Harmon never see. agreed. We feel kind of bad. But we gotta kinda, stick with he's, it. But he's on board. He told he us is, on the show. Dude, he's a good dude. We he's a good him, dude. Yeah, we got some squish for him too. We'll yeah. get into that on the Patreon. But hey, we're gonna pretty much jump right into that. We're gonna take a little break here and hop right into the Patreon, have a couple drinks, have some fun. So if you want to jump on the Patreon, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. You can head over to Patreon.com slash Canucks Combo. Uh, for all the fun stuff there five dollars we'll get harm to take a shot and we'll get you access to all the episodes ten dollars we'll get you in the hero tier where uh, we're going to figure out our giveaways pretty damn soon here we got to get some giveaways out to some folks at the hero tier so get in the hero tier if you want to get in on the giveaways t-shirts all that stuff we'll get you some fun stuff out there uh so we'll wrap things up there quads taking the day off tomorrow on the podcast you won't be around or it's just going to be me and harm very excited i'm excited too I'm actually excited about that. Yeah, It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I think me and Hart might try. I think we might bring somebody in. We're probably going to do the recording in the arena again. That was a lot of fun. So we'll we'll probably bring someone by. Hopefully it's not Woodley because Woodley's always just hanging around trying to get on freaking podcasts. That's (laughs) all this guy does. (laughs) So now they're talking about goalie mask and lending pads to Halak, all this stuff. Anyways, we'll wrap things up there. We're going to record a Patreon right now. Have a little fun on a Saturday night so appreciate everyone tuning in uh, appreciate all the support for the show over the past week here we're going to have another episode for you for the final day of training camp so for my co-host that has left Harmon Dial my co-host David Quadrelli and myself Chris Faber thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks conversation it's Friday not Saturday you said have fun on a Saturday night we'll, we'll have fun on Saturday night too we will Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to so never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part?